You're wrong, Jeff. Always. You're wrong. Always wrong. You're, you're wrong. doesn't matter what you say. You're wrong. The Guardians walked it off against the A's, but we're still wrong about that. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Guardians, Stick in the Muds, or Locked On Guardians, uh, Unaccountable, or Locked On Guardians. Listen, it was a long day for us on Twitter today. Uh, Over a 10-second comment we made yesterday, we're going to get into Gavin Williams and why it's logical. We're going to get into the whole pitching situation. We're going to get into that lovely walk-off win Andres Jimenez just hit as we were recording. Uh, Tried to... We're debating going live or not. My internet isn't always strong enough to both stream and stream. So uh, we decided to go this way. I do want to take a moment and say that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, if you're going to get tickets, why not save money? Download the app, create an account, use code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, Dylan Cruz also had a nice home run or a cruise missile, as they call it tonight. Are you sure? I, Are you sure? I, and I, I am positive. And uh, I'm going to take a moment and say, if you want more draft content, I did a mock today on my personal Twitter or on my personal YouTube. So uh, I linked to that. You can go find that in my profile, which is up there. Um, I'm going to do more. If I get more followers, I get more things. I'll do more work on that personal account. That'll be all things that I like. Maybe some video games and nerd references as well. So I'm going to take that moment here, throwing in some other stuff. Um, but let's get into the big thing. When we made our comment yesterday, we had a 10 second offhand comment that people really took exception to. And here's the thing. The reason if Tristan McKenzie isn't, I think he's done for the year. We'll see. But if he is not likely missing four to six weeks, then they Don't probably say that, just, you know, they might someone might come back and say you're wrong. He's well, this one we have from the team that's four to six weeks. So uh, I think if it was one start, two starts, if they thought he'd be back, we'd see Gaddis. But with we don't know when Quantrell will be back. Uh, Zach he's Plesak, going in Arizona, I think, this yeah. coming week. So there's yeah, that. So he's, he, you know, he and that, was, back. that was part of my thinking, too, is that yeah. if Quantrell is due back in like a week or yes. two. You're not going to go to Williams with Quantrill coming back to fill that spot, but it doesn't because, seem like Quantrill's that yeah. close yet. Because then he takes um, McKenzie's spot, and you're back to a five-man, and everything runs the way it runs. But with we don't know when Quantrill will be back. Uh, this team is, by the way, uh, when Williams starts tomorrow, that'll be the 11th starter of the year. It's mid-June. They're already up to 11 starters. Uh, and Won't be the last. No, and like we'll probably see. I still think Cody Morris got sent down to get stretched out. We'll probably see him at some point. There's so many TBDs in the Columbus rotation this week. So yeah, all TBDs. Was my joke tweet today was, man, TBD is going to throw more pitches than the average Stanford starter. Um, (laughs) Quinn Matthews, watch out! Someone's coming for your 158 pitch mark. Yeah, that was that was still ridiculous. Uh, That. Yeah. I don't call for a lot of coaches to be fired, but if you let a, a 20 early 20 year old kid throw 150 pitches, that's criminal. Um, I'm still not going to call fine. for him to be fired, to but I'm going to call that criminal. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. We didn't know the extent of McKenzie's injury. We thought, Hey, they'll just circle through cycle through Quantrill will be ready. And this rotation keeps working itself out with that announcement on McKenzie with Quantrill. Clearly whatever is bothering him and he tried to pitch through it, he probably made it worse. And we don't know when he's going to be back. Uh, you know, Beatonfield's still on the 60 day. Yeah, no news about the, him. The, and, and I mean, the biggest overall issue is 
there aren't a lot of choices left. Like Cody Morris is getting stretched out now. Joey Cantillo is in triple. Joey Cantillo, I think, was the only pitcher listed on the uh, Columbus rotation. Everything yeah, else is TBD. Go. Yeah, Gaddis. And, you know, Gaddis is a spot starter. He's not like more than that right now. I think he could still work as a reliever, but he's more of like a spot starter. And every guy, this is the right move. It's the right call. We just didn't have all the information. And like, we, you know, we're on the press release. We got it. Shout out to every day, every day or Nolan uh, Dalek. I think I got his name wrong. Who like at uh, around noon, my time was like, Hey, I just saw Gavin Williams at the stadium. And I was like, Oh, well, I, I was with my kid at a Mario minute to win it at the library. Cause she's gotten obsessed <laughs> with Mario. Thanks to that movie. Nice. So I didn't see it. Yeah. We, we went straight from the Mario minute to win it to a uh, library book club. And before that, we were at the park playing. So I, I did some tweet storms at lunch, and then I moved on. But uh, yeah, I you know I, it's one of those situations. Great, Gavin Williams is up. This is exciting. This is fun. Uh, we'll get into the pitch mix and all that. He is a guy who throws really hard. Uh, he's a first round pick that has worked out for Cleveland, which has not been the case of late. Uh, the one thing I'll say too is like he's the first round pick, the one first round pick who has an ugly injury history that has so far been okay. You, know, you go back to Chase DeLotter, who might be getting his foot amputated. I don't know. He he makes a Junos Ogalskis look like a guy with two left healthy feet. Uh, DeLotter is, you know, hasn't played for a while with injury. Daniel Spino, we know the story there. And that's the other thing, too. Like, Espino's injury is an injury that kind of factors into all this. Because Espino probably would have gotten chances before right. anyone if he hadn't been hurt. Yeah. So it's... Uh, they're they're and the overall thing with this one again is uh, there's not a lot of choices like you got morris you got cantillo you got gaddis after that i mean double the we talked about man there's so many starters there's so many starters there's been so many pitching injuries so many guys who didn't even pitch at all this year that all of a sudden it's looking it's looking a little thin uh across the minors after looking uh like oh man they have like six to seven guys at every stop and now i'm like do they got six to seven guys across the upper minors who can start anymore? I mean, that's what I was saying yesterday about Doug Nikhazy. Like, his last couple starts have been encouraging. Like, it's time to start thinking. Uh, you have to get excited about that because everything else has been bad. No no Justin Campbell this year. Jack Leftwich right. has not bounced back yeah. this year very well. Uh, DeLuca is also hurt. You know, he didn't pitch it all this year. Season. Yeah, it's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's kind of a mess. I mean, Parker, for some reason, Parker, okay. I mean, we're not really doing the minor league minute today, but with all this going on, somehow Parker Messick is still at low A. What is happening here? I don't understand that. Like he is <laughs> one of the most college pitchers in all of last year's draft. It's like, I guess because he's, I mean, he's been good. He's been fine. It's not like he, he hasn't been spectacular. Why, why, why shouldn't he be in high A? That's what I'm saying. I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he's old for the level. It is, it is odd. Um, so sorry. I know there's, there's some, but that's, I mean, I just go through, the miners right now. And it's just, it's the, the lack of, I mean, you know, I, I Trent Denholm was one of my top 30 prospects. It's been ugly for him. You can go through. Yeah, we talked about Aaron I mean, Davenport. Aaron, seven walks today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You're talking about another, okay, well, he's not graduating, but you've got Bo Naylor up now. You've got Gavin Williams coming up. So you've got a lot of your top prospects up. Like the only guys you're missing are Rocchio and Valera basically at this point. Um, if these guys all do graduate, you better hope they build the core of the next couple of uh, years because the rest of the minors isn't fantastic right now. I mean, the 2021 draft class looks solid because you got Bybee and Williams out of it, which that, that's going to be good. The rest of it, you know, is still TBD. 
Um, I mean, just go back, but go back to, okay. I, I didn't really want to get into this tonight because we wanted to get into the game and we wanted to get into Gavin Williams's pitch mix and, and scouting report and all that kind of stuff. But like, I was just going back because I was tweeting that DeLauder hadn't played since June 12th and Carson Tucker hasn't played since June 15th. Like it's been five days for him. And Carson Tucker's never going to play again. Like it just, he, and that's, he might not make it to high A, but like, okay, go back 10 years, the draft class for 10 years. We did this earlier this, this year already. Yeah. Clint Frazier is actually playing okay right now in the majors yeah. for Chicago. Good for him. Mike Pappy out of baseball, Justice Sheffield out of baseball, Bradley Zimmer in the minors, Tristan McKenzie probably headed for TJ Brady Aiken out of baseball. Will Benson uh, looks like he's filling some kind of role in Cincinnati. Good for him. Uh, Lonnie Torres. Not great. Um, Ethan Hankins is shut down right now on the developmental list because he was having some. Um, Again, a guy with an injury record. Like as much as they think, yeah, they the injury guys with you know you go through the Brady Ma- the Brady Aiken, the Ethan Hankins, uh, Spino, yeah. Will, and that's it's and that's the scary with Williams. Like we'll, we'll see what happens with Williams. There is right. that degree of like he was off teams' boards because they didn't think he could hold up to right. the stress so you have, on his body. Hank- so Hankins is working on stuff on the side because you know things weren't going well for him. Bonilla's up, Espino's out for the year and half of next year. Tanner Burns is he's fine. Like he's eventually gonna be maybe hard. I think Gattis. he's one of the he's one of the he's a success story this year relative to all things pitching wise. Agreed. Yeah. So he he's eventually gonna be a guy who could be a six starter. Uh Tucker, we've said not great. Williams is up, Campbell's not pitching this year, and Delauder is out again. So like their te- their their first round picks over the last ten years have been absolutely horrid. And I don't know whether to to say that they are not great. They have not had, they've, like you said, they've targeted injury risks in the first round for whatever reason for value. But it's also amazing on the other side of that coin, Jeff, that this team is, I mean, relative to the, the miserable AL Central, which, by the way, the Twins lost 10 nothing. So, yeah, Guardians um, are game out. <laughs> they're game out amidst all this crap. Um, for as much as we are crapping on their, their first round picks the last 10 years, the second this round's is worse. Still- well, the second round's worse, but this is still a team that A won their division last year, B that for some reason is still hanging around the division this year, and C still has a good minor league system somehow. Like, how do you how do you miss fire on all these first round picks? Well, and you said second round picks as well, and your farm system A is still good, and B, you're still in you're still competitive right now, and you've been competitive because you haven't had a pick higher than uh twelve. Since uh, I'm sorry, you haven't had a pick higher than 16. Last year was the highest that they've picked since uh, since 2015. So it's like, yeah. is that because they're so good at finding value further down the draft and developing and international? I guess, but like, I don't well, know whether to say like one could really also argue it, they're really good at this. Like, it, I'm confused. One one could argue that it is that the reason they're so good is because a they're slow playing all their hitters and they're building up this backlog of guys or b one could argue that uh, all these prospects don't translate like that outside of the pitching i mean they're hitting prospects the translation rate on hitting i mean nolan jones is destroying baseballs right now it'd be nice to have that uh 321 404 551 956 slugging uh four home runs like uh they their prospects have not panned out it's like you know we talked about these great prospects and well, the they still have like a top and... 20 farms or top 10 farm system i don't know if they do well, after all their promotions i don't know well, if they still are well, there the guys haven't graduated yet yeah as i'm saying but it's like that's what i'm saying so like they've struggled at certain things draft wise but they are still a good farm system 
So it's like, so they, they are good at finding value later in the draft. They are good at developing like the Bybees who, you know, he wasn't the first round pick or I don't know, a Will Brennan or a Stephen Kwan or, and then they go out and they find other teams players that they can identify. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not sure whether to say that they're not good at this or if they're really good at it because they're still doing this despite their first round picks being absolutely horrendous. We should, uh, Move Pick on here in just break. a second. Yeah, so we're going to come back. We'll talk about Gavin Williams' promotion. We'll talk about the game finally, and we'll we'll talk about a couple of other things as well on the other side. If you are stressed out about finding any tickets to any games, uh, I guess you're not going to be stressed out about finding Guardians Athletics tickets. You're not going to be stressed out about finding Athletics tickets, period. Sorry for them. I, I We were kind to them yesterday, and today I'm being mean. So everybody else is mean to me today, so I'm just getting it right back. But Browse through the Game Time app. They have flash deals and last-minute tickets on all of the events. They have you could might be able to find Taylor Swift tickets. I don't know. Maybe if you're going to that concert, maybe you could find. I, them I don't there. think so. my my sister went to Pittsburgh <laughs> to do that, so I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe you can't find Taylor Swift tickets, but you can find tickets to just about everything else on Game Time. You can get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Get them in a matter of seconds, two taps, and the tickets are all yours. They will be sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email, which I do a lot, wondering if I actually bought the tickets or not, because that's uh, scary. So snag the tickets out the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Uh, I'll take this moment to remind you to just use SiriusXM to listen to tomorrow's game. Uh, type Guardians into your SiriusXM app, and we'll get you there. I do want to make one final like thing about prospects. So I get a lot of questions about why Cleveland isn't turning shortstops into outfielders. And here's my theory. This offseason, we saw shortstops being devalued, and it's for the most part, shortstops are not power hitters. Like If you move a shortstop to the outfield, the offensive production, like Ahmed Rosario is a you know, league average bat, you put him in the left field, he's still a league average bat. You're not, you're looking for more than that. Now Cleveland's outfield doesn't have anyone who's that. So it's, you know, that's a struggle, but a lot of teams need outfield. And if you already have a shortstop, you don't necessarily want to trade for one. And I feel like in some respects, the shortstop position we're seeing be slightly devalued because the league's pretty good. The league has a lot of decent shortstops and even teams like the Dodgers are sometimes willing to run out and punt it temporarily for a year. So I think, in some ways, like a Brian Rocchio or even not necessarily Rocchio, he's a big enough prospect, but guys like Freeman, um, RES are a little discounted. The guys that Cleveland has built up on, you need three outfielders and you can get away with playing a guy out of position in the outfield. Uh, you need one shortstop and you can't always play those guys anywhere else. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like Cleveland has had a full infield this year of shortstops at one time or another and yeah, you're looking when you move down the defensive spectrum. If you're, it works the same way with offense. That's why you can't play, you know, Ahmed Rosario at first base because it gets worse there. Um, all right, should we move on to Gavin Williams and what to expect from him? So, here's my thing. I think I've said this a couple times earlier this year on this show or my other podcast, which I haven't done in forever. So, if you listen to that podcast, I apologize. Maybe you're happy I'm not talking as much. Um, it's a heavy fastball mix. Right. So that's that's yes. the thing there. And, and that's fine because his fastball gets a ton of induced vertical break. And essentially what that means is if you're not familiar with that is um, 
it doesn't gravity doesn't take it as much as it normally does. I mean, when you throw a fastball down from down the downhill plane of the, of the mound, um, gravity takes its effect. Uh, it's just a natural thing. And because he gets so much induced vertical break, it kind of looks like it rises back up. It doesn't really, it's an illusion, um, but the batter makes it seem like they're the batter is seeing it that way. So that's why you see how a lot of his fastballs miss bats above the zone versus or above the, the bat instead of below it um, on like sinkers and cutters and things like that. So that's why it's a heavy fastball mix. The slider, I still think is his best secondary. The curveball's good when he can back foot. It's a big, big curveball. Um, but really, like I said before, for me, it is about fastball command because that is his primary weapon, and his fastball command can be very spotty at times. Now, it's overpowering the AAA hitters, which is you know good for them, and I guess easing him in against the Athletics is probably a good thing because their offense is still better than the Guardians' offense, but it's still not good relative to the rest of the league. Um, but he's if he doesn't command the fastball, then you've got to watch out because he doesn't throw his secondaries a ton at the moment, and the slider can be good, but without the fastball command, there's no reason for a hitter to worry about the slider all that much. And he's got to be able to prove he can back foot that big curveball to lefties. Changeup is, you know, pretty underused for him, but it's, uh, I don't know, what do you think, a 45, Jeff? Maybe a 40? I put a 40. That's the old rule. Don't put fives on unless you're feeling, like, really confident on it. I think it's a yeah. 40. I think it's just a show-me pitch. You're you're going – he's kind of a – He's, it's only a lefty. It's only a lefties yeah. anyway. You know, he's, he, I don't want to say he's a, a two-pitch guy. They're, they're, they're usable, but it's, I mean, he's going to lean heavily on the other two. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fastballs and sliders, but like I said, it's yeah. got, he's got to have fastball command because if you, if you don't command that your primary pitch, which is his fastball, then hitters have no reason to care about your slider. Um, but he's, uh, he's still an exciting prospect. He throws 97 to a hundred. He is hard to pick up. He's an intimidating presence on the mound because he's a big, big guy. He is a huge human. Uh, I yes. shook his hand after talking to him last season in Lake County, and um, I, I've been told I have big hands. I don't realize I have big hands, I guess, but his hands were like twice the size of mine. So that's good. I think you're like, – maybe he could play quarterback for the Browns too while he's at it. I don't know. I'm going to stay quiet. People love to talk about hand size when it comes to quarterbacks, so we're talking about it for a Guardians pitcher. But, no, it's exciting. I mean, this is a good lineup to break him in against, and – um, you know, it's, it should be well past the super two deadline. Who knows how long he'll even be up. If Quantrill comes back, you know, well, I don't know. That's, that's a good question to ask. Cause I was having this debate with somebody on Twitter today about the innings building up on Allen and Bybee. And yeah, I think he stays um, up. I think one of them goes down. I'll be honest. I, I think yeah. that it is likely Williams that stays cause he's past super two and Allen and Bybee haven't been as sharp of late. So I think it's, especially if one of them is scuffling more, I would bet that Williams stays. I had heard that um, with Bybee, they're working on something with his arm slot right now that kind of came, got shifted. I don't know. So Carl Wills is working with him on, on something arm slot related, but they're doing it at the major league level. The only thing I can think of, because I know we're going to catch flack for that saying, oh, they might send one of the prospects down, right? Because everyone's going to take that clip out of here and blow it up. Um but the debate I was having was, you know, why waste bullets at the minor league level when this team really needs its pitching right now because of the offense and if they're going to stay in the race, which is true. They need all these arms to be good because that's the only way they're going to stay in the race with the way the offense is performing. I mean, they needed a, a massive error in left field and a walk-off hit to beat the Oakland Athletics on Tuesday night. Medina, um, we'll talk about that in segment three, I guess. We're yeah, moving we around the list, but, but it's like Medina is terrible and he shut this team down. He did. So the only thing I can say about 
quote unquote saving bowl to AAA is that if a guy like let's say Logan Allen goes to AAA and Gavin Williams stays up, you're just trying to manage some innings here. You know, you want in the major leagues, you're trying to win. So Allen might go six or seven innings when because you're trying to win the game, right? So you're pushing him to I don't know 94 pitches in AAA. You don't care if they win the game. Allen goes out there and he throws, I don't know, 75 pitches in five innings. You're like, okay, you got your work in today. You're done. We don't care if we win. We're not going to push you to 90 pitches. We're going to, you know, save you a little bit. And in theory, I know competitors have a hard time turning it on and turning it off because when you go out there, you're pretty much locked in. But when you've proven that you can get major league hitters out like Allen and Bybee have, you go back to AAA, even though you haven't struggled at the major league level a ton, um, you're going to be getting easier outs at AAA, so your innings are lower stress. You're not pitching. You're not, in theory, you may not be pitching as much with runners on, so you can manage the pitch counts and you can um, maybe expose them to some lower stress innings for a certain amount of time. So you're right. You could see Williams stay up for a couple of starts, and then it, when Quantrill comes back, maybe you bump one of those guys down to give them like a week or two breather where they're only going five innings, and you get them out for seventy pitches versus ninety five and you know, facing the the Atlanta Braves, for instance, in two weeks from here when that gets tough. So I don't know. That's just that's that's really just guessing. But uh, I get in trouble for guessing on here these days. So yeah, I mean, like I said, it's the fastball is what's exciting because velocity is exciting. But it's it's not just a dead velocity guy. Like he misses bats, he moves things around. There's reasons to be very excited for that pitch. Uh, it it will be interesting because a lot of guys who are more of that two pitch mix. So, I mean, Spencer Strider has essentially done that. Can he can Spencer be. Strider? Yeah. That's what you're hoping for. You're hoping for Spencer Strider. Um, that, I think, is kind of your high-level outcome. That is, if we want to stick to the positive on it, I think you're hoping for Spencer Strider here. I Former mean, Guardians draft time. pick, Spencer Strider. And, and, you know, for a long time before Houston got their hands and their sticky substances on him, Garrett Cole was not really much of a, a deep mix guy. He was mostly yeah. a fastball slider guy, and he has added the curveball and the changeup to his repertoire as the years have gone on too. So um, that's a similar profile. All right, all right. Let's let's finally get into the let's athletics take our game break and come yeah. back and talk about the game. And on Wednesday night, you can check out Gavin Williams' first Major League start. If you are not able to get by a TV, search for the Guardians on your Sirius XM app. They will have the call for you at 710 with Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhouse. I'm sure Tom Hamilton will have some wonderful superlatives about Gavin Williams. He loves prospects. Um, loves guys with big fastballs. Um, so f- random fun fact uh, before we get into this game. I was kind of curious. I was pulling this up on during the show. Uh, for Bo Naylor and Gavin Williams to crest into the top 10 draft picks in the his first rounders in the history of this franchise, they'd have to pass Rick Manning, who's 10th. But at 9th, very shockingly, Drew Pomeranz, most successful. I mean, you got guys like Kelly Gruber in the top 10. That a lot of people who remember Kelly Gruber probably didn't know that he played for Cleveland. Jeremy Guthrie. Jeremy Guthrie, by the way, still has the third highest signing bonus in the first history of the first round. And that was 20 years ago. Was I, Kelly Gruber the guy in Bad News Bears that we're talking about? Uh, no, it's Kelly Leak. Uh, Kelly Gruber, third baseman, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, yeah. Rule kidding. five, another rule five failure. Uh, this team, Trevor Steffen, greatest rule five pick in franchise history. Uh, second is Tom Wendell, who was the Scotsman. Uh, and there is no one else. Whereas you got Kelly Gruber and Anthony Santander and Hector Rondone. And I can just keep going. That's, that's still going to always hurt my soul. But yeah, uh, Chase Delotter, by the way, <laughs> highest 
first round signing bonus ever in franchise history. But uh, Jeremy Guthrie, uh, number three, even though, again, 20 years ago, that's kind of mind-boggling to me. But uh, listen, the Guardians faced a anemic Oakland team that has been playing better of late. And uh, it's true, they have. They're not. Are they still the worst? Are they not? Are they still no longer the worst team in baseball? I, don't, I think it's Kansas City. I think it's Kansas City. Here's the thing: like it was supposed to. I thought Medina was supposed to start originally, and then they went to Waldachuk. Uh, Medina has been, um, opener, yeah, yeah, has been six shades of terrible. And yeah. if you go past over his starts. Four earned runs, only one walk against the Rays. Two earned runs, three walks. Uh, six and four, seven and three. Uh, only two against Seattle. The point is, this guy's averaging a walk an inning. Cleveland managed one walk in this game. You got to get Luis Medina. Can't go four. He's also extremely home run prone. Uh, you, can't let him, you can't let him go four in a third innings and just compete. What's shut down? What's even more amazing is that they only swung and missed seven times against him. He had four whiffs in the fastball, the 24 swings, and every other pitch he threw had one whiff. Like, it wasn't like he was even missing bats. They just, I don't know, it wasn't a very patient approach. I know we're sitting on here yeah. kind of being negative when they won the game. I'm sure people get mad you about that. But it's like a terrible Oakland team and took extra innings, and Seth Brown making Seth Brown look like a little leaguer diving out there like that was one of the most yeah, ill-advised goals. like that's something I, I would have done i gotta be honest yeah it reminds of me of like uh when they made fun of michael jordan like uh, i don't know I, i've watched the last dance too many times because while i hated jordan when i was a kid now he's so wrapped up in my childhood i kind of enjoy all things jordan it's like an, the ultimate nostalgia trick and like those videos of him diving uh by the way terry francona the manager of those jordan teams that bring it back to cleveland speaking of that we should uh you know we're just gonna pile on today if you think we're being negative i'm sorry and and that's the fault again where you think we're probably think we're being negative we are i guess but they're and they're one game out of first place yeah uh, but you it's know, not I, like you're sitting here saying this is I, something to be encouraged like i don't know I'm i i will say this like aaron savale he had he some bad pitches that got away from him, but it was just like a pitch or two, like the home run for the most part. You're like, this is a good Tony Kemp. Game. I mean, Miles Straw doesn't have a home run. Tony no. Kemp has two. Tony, Ke- Tony Kemp had the game of his life. What about, was it Jimenez that he made that over the shoulder catch? Yeah. Like he had two hits, a home run. Like if I was still doing my three stars of the game, I would give him one. Tony like Kemp. that catch was awesome. He, by the way, he had himself a day. This was the Tony Kemp game and his team lost. Cause he plays for the athletics. But like Savali was great. The bullpen came in and did their job. Eniel may be nervous because he's had some struggles of late. But I mean, I mean, look fantastic. at that bullpen. That the bullpen gave you three and a third innings, and they allowed one, one hit, hit yeah. no walks, one base runner. What a job by the bullpen. Uh, Bo Naylor, rough day uh, all around. It, he just, you know, he looks like it brought him out of the uh, oven a little early. Interference, it's, yeah two strikeouts he's he's gonna struggle you know it's he, they went out and got zanino and zanino was terrible and uh they're like well we might as well run run with the young kid it's it's gonna be a work in progress don't don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. to use that old expression give him time it's mm-hmm. not always clean for development i believe in bo naylor bo naylor's gonna be fine he just wasn't quite ready but uh he'll get there but it, like i mean miles straw Again, he reached base twice in this one. His his OPS is sneaking slowly a little bit higher. Uh, Jimenez with that massive hit at the end, uh, and then you know was it it was Freeman with the bunt. Um, but Oakland ca- also misplayed, by the way. Yeah, I mean that wow. they did the the Rosario thing. They went to to third when it's like oh just just go to first. Like 
that was a bad call. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. It no, it wouldn't have, but like they, they messed that up. But it was a great, um, great bump by him. Like that was a fantastic job by Freeman, mm-hmm. you know, getting things together. Ahmed Rosario had three hits. He is being, it's hot. It just takes Ahmed longer because due to climate change, you know, we don't get uh, warm as quickly. So Ahmed is suffering due to climate change and slower. I think, uh, I think Ahmed should go to Jamaica. I'm just saying. The, the same, the same problem my strawberries have. They're just now, um, starting to ripen out there about two weeks later because we haven't had consistent warmth. That's the problem Ahmed has. Ahmed and my strawberries, they, they mature at the same rate. That is the pull quote for this show. Just uh, you know, Ahmed's a strawberry. When the strawberries start coming in, Ahmed starts hitting. No stolen base attempts tonight, too. FYI, just going to throw that out there again. Yeah, and that, that Reese, by me. the way, is 37. Yes. and I mean, how about the fact that, that Miles Straw has 10? Yeah. Stephen Kwan has 12, uh, and, Ahmed has eight, and that's that's and, your top three. The steal by Ruiz, too. I'm not even gonna blame on Naylor because Hench, I mean, he was he was taking off anyway. I don't even know if I can blame Hench. It's just Ruiz just took off, but I mean but that was not yeah. why uh like for instance, I I got really annoyed. It didn't thanks to Seth Brown, it didn't kill him. But it's like when Straw was on first, why isn't he running all the time? I don't know how Shane Langoliers is, but I don't think he I mean his his He's got a good arm. Good, but like if I go back to his college report on him, it was like, he is a bat first catcher. He is not a, like he has a good arm, but he's not a great defender back there. Not great in movement. Well, same with Naylor. That's the yeah. Thing. You're so not, it's like, you're not, but, Naylor is not up here to give you plus defense. No, but to hit. Why, why is, why are you not running on him? Is my thing. Like, yeah, unless I'm wrong, let me know. I mean, I have, I'm, this, this is my Baylor scouting report. You know, all those Baylor prospects, Nick Lofton, Wenzel Davis. Had a good arm. Sean he has a, no, he has a good arm, but I just felt like um, the footwork wasn't always great with him. And maybe it got better. You know, that's one of those things can get better. But like, yeah, run a little more. They were able to kind of get lucky and not lucky. I mean, they, they, they faced a bad team and they had timely hitting. And that's the thing we haven't seen this year. They had 10 hits. Walks. That was timely. only 10, 10 hits, three walks. Now, if I use and wasn't there in a hit by yeah, Jimenez got hit, of course. So they had 14 base runners in this game. By my little metric, that's typically closer to five runs. They got three. They, they underperformed a little overall. I, I mean, they even had a what one, two, three, four, five doubles, and they only turned it into three runs. It's kind of crazy. Like they should have had more runs. The offense did enough to get by, but you hope for more. Uh player of the game, though, 100% Tony Kemp in this one. Do you even or Seth Brown, to... if you're a Guardians fan, because boy, was that a t- yeah. I think terrible. Seth Brown wants to go find a hole and dive under Ooh. right now. I would too. Do we even want to get into the decision to pinch hit for Bo Naylor and in, in, in the eighth inning and the ninth inning? You know, I know they then immediately. That's the second time this year this happened where they did the pinch hit and then the other team switched out and. And and David Fry was completely overmatched. I mean, yeah. Fujinami has great stuff. He another about another guy who can't find the strike zone. Yeah, that guy has no idea where the ball is going, but he has electric stuff. And David Fry was a hundred percent overmatched. But it's like, okay, I understand. Someone else commented the other day saying that Bonilla is not bad against lefties. He's not good against lefties. You his want to OPS, protect him. His well, his OPS is good because he walks. He doesn't yeah. only hit lefties, he walks. And that's fine. That's that's a skill that you like that he can but walk he can doesn't manage. always translate. That's not it doesn't always translate. Yeah. And he's you know, you're major league lefties, and let's not count Oakland here because Oakland doesn't have a whole lot of major league lefties. They traded I like Ken Waldachuk. I like Ken Waldachuk. That's fine. Sam Long's good. 
Okay, I, like, well, Bonero didn't see Waldshark no, anyway. So. And it, I think I understand the logic. I'm not gonna. I can't get mad about that. Like to me, I understand the logic. You know, but got, you knew as soon as you announced Fry, they were going to go to a righty. Yeah. And no, I know. I, I understand wanting to protect Naylor against lefties because, again, all he does, he doesn't really hit them. He walks. And that's that's a fine skill to have to survive. It's a survival skill. It's not really a, a hitting skill. If you look at the numbers, he's not actually hitting them. He's walking, which is the same thing Nolan Jones did, which, by the way, Nolan Jones and Will Benson both had home runs on Tuesday night just to stab in the back a little further. 2011 um, draft picks that 20 no not 2011 um 2016. Uh, 2016 that 2016 class produced a lot of talent still going really good and, and most of not for the guardians um yeah so i mean i i still would rather have Naylor see what happens there because no i agree you know, the same thing could that same outcome would, would happen and and look the next thing it didn't burn them but i think didn't david Fry have a pass ball the next yeah, day he had a pass ball the next thing so it's so like, it's know, like for for Bo Naylor's issues, there was also the pass ball. Um, yeah, I mean, Cam Gallagher is the only guy back there you feel good about defensively right now. Yeah. He doesn't have an arm, so it's not like it's... It, it's there was a real interesting piece of Travis Sawchuk, and I know we're, we're running out of time, but like Pittsburgh and the value of hedges and delay. Now, neither of them are very good, but you can get good. You can get plus defense for really cheap prices, and there might be more value in that because... There is, you know, five, there's almost no offensive upside catchers in baseball. So if you can't go for elite offense, then just punt it and go for elite defense. I think it was, I didn't read the article. I read parts of it and I feel like that was my, that I didn't have time to read the whole thing. But like yeah, you said, I, like you said yesterday, Sean Murphy or bust, right? That was pretty much yeah. what, what it was. Um, and Ruiz, I think, I mean, I, again, like, look at it. I can't necessarily argue with that choice. Like he's been solid 37 stolen but he is he is such an oakland type of guy same reason that i just keep putting bradfield there in every single mock uh but i mean look at him over the course of this year he's got an 833 ops no that's not right he's got a 666 ops that was his ops for the game you know he's he's average ish but he's stealing 37 bases he's playing good defense and he's he'll get what, better he, too you know yeah and so will bow nail will get better it, you know he's eventually gonna have a hit at some but, point what I think the rule has to be before they leave town that uh, they got to tie up and refuse to allow Ryan Noda to leave. Right. That's, that's the plan. Or Brent Rooker. Yeah. I would say Brent Rooker or just, uh, I mean, Noda is a, I know he's another lefty. Take Seth Brown with you everywhere you go and force the other team to put him in left field every game you play. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I will say the one thing about Ryan Noda is go back. And the reason I'm a little bit higher on him than Rooker and I should look up Rooker's, but like Ryan Noda, like he is the classic like guy that I scream teams should take a chance on five seasons in the minors and eight ninety four OPS. That is the guy you want to run with is the guy who just all he did was murder baseballs and good on Oakland. They gave up that wrong. Jesus That's Aguilar wrong. thing. Yeah. You're, you're wrong. No, I'm wrong. Oh yeah. I, Go, it's why we talked about off air. Washington Nationals should make a ton of trades and do a lot to help their rebuild go along. Oakland should be considering the same. And I think these are some smart rebuild moments. And uh, we'll talk about some trade stuff. I did tease today on Twitter that uh, my favorite trade target was someone you told me I was wrong about. So that fits our theme. Ooh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. But uh, we want to thank you all for rating and reviewing, downloading. It helps. Moving Target said he's a four times a day, every day or so. I don't know where you're listening, how that's you're doing rough. it, but but that is that is a that's dedication. I appreciate that. Um, you know, already gave a few other shout outs to our everydayers. Thank you for being part of the team. Remember to download daily, listen, like, subscribe. Uh, thank you all, and go, go, Guardians, go.